0: We are Allie and Erica, certified integrative nutrition health coaches in gut and hormone health, and the hosts of the podcast Courageous Wellness. We are committed to destigmatizing conversations in the wellness space and celebrate the experiences and lessons of our guests in pursuit of physical, emotional, and spiritual wellness. Listen to Courageous Wellness wherever you get your podcasts with fresh episodes every Wednesday. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify... It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. It makes the Starseed Kitchen podcast possible. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, and more, just like I do with the Starseed Kitchen podcast, It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And be sure to like this episode of the Starseed Kitchen podcast and subscribe. Thank you so much. Welcome to the Starseed Kitchen podcast. I'm your host, Chef Whitney Aronoff, founder of Starseed Kitchen and High Vibration Foods. This is your source for information to empower you to be a positive seed for change in your community. Join me for conversation where we learn about food, wellness, and spiritual concepts for high vibration living. I'll be sharing my knowledge and learning with you from experts providing insight into nourishing all the layers of you, the physical, emotional, spiritual, and etheric bodies so you can thrive in 5D. Let's get started. Today I'm chatting with James McCrae. James McCrae is an author, poet, creative guide, and meme artist based in Austin, Texas. In his writings and art, he applies the principles of mindfulness and Eastern philosophy to modern life with humor and candor. James is the author of two books. One is Shit Your Ego Says by Hay House, released in 2017. And most recently, his new book, How to Laugh in Ironic Amusement During Your Existential Crisis, a book of poetry and memes about leaving your comfort zone to embrace the unknown. On his popular Instagram page, Words Are Vibrations, James shares daily memes, poems, and illustrations that delight and inspire his audience. He also hosts a podcast, Homesick Alien Club, that explores the intersections of creativity, consciousness, and culture. Well, hello, James.
1: Hey, what's up, Whitney? Thank you so much for that intro. And thanks for having me on to the Starseed Kitchen podcast.
0: No, I'm so excited to have you here. And it's so interesting in this day and age, when you follow people on Instagram, you start to feel like you already know them, even though you've never shared a conversation with them. And I'm sure that you get that a lot since you're someone that shares their personal thoughts and feelings and memes all the time.
1: Yeah. You know, it's funny. Yeah. Online. I mean, you really do start a relationship with people and I have got close friends online that I've never met in real life Yeah, that we just, you know, you follow someone long enough and you start to see their daily thoughts and, you know, ideas and you know it's 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 um it's it's weird because it's not the same as real life, but there is something that's still intimate about it and there's still real connections that can be made so it's it's pretty funny and strange the world we're living in, but I think it's uh, I think it's a pretty fun it's pretty fun when you can like have relationships all around the world Yes, um, that you kind of maintain kind of microdose relationships through looking at people's (laughs) social media content on a, on a daily basis. And um, over time, you really do start to kind of, you know, get close to people.
0: Yeah. Well, it's just nice that we have multiple ways to connect with people now when it's maybe a little bit more difficult to travel or people are more busy. And so it's harder to find time to connect. Um, there are still ways to connect with um, despite any distance absolutely so tell me briefly about your background how did you get started as a writer and an author um, and then how did you get into creating memes
1: Yeah so I mean I've really just been a creative person my whole life I kind of think that most most kids are creative and then at a certain point they, they get distracted by the world and they kind of lose their you know, uh, just inherent creativity and imagination, but so I've I've really just been a, a creative my whole life. I grew up in a very small town in Minnesota, mm-hmm. and what was good about that is that it really gave me a lot of space um, just to let my imagination run wild you know, it was just kind of like I was left to my own devices and would go on adventures in the forest and just kind of like be free to explore, be free to play, be free to imagine. And that just gave me a really strong foundation when it came to creativity. Yeah. And uh, sometimes that meant um, drawing, sometimes that meant writing. I really started writing poetry pretty like regularly around the age of like 13 to 14. Yeah. And that got me, you know, deep into writing and then I started drawing more and eventually started painting more. So I was kind of like jugg- always juggling writing and then and visual arts and i you know i wanted to write but i wanted to paint and i was always kind of doing both and i eventually went to art school for graphic design and worked professionally oh. as a gra- as a graphic designer so i learned all the, the tricks of making art in the digital age you know Got learned fo- learned photoshop yeah. illustrator all of those things.
0: The basic life skills of, you know, 2021, 2022.
1: Exactly. Yeah. I get familiar with, with computers for sure. And, uh, but even when I was working professionally as a graphic designer, I always, I I, I even then had like a blog where I could keep up my writing. Mm-hmm. So I would write at the time it was more, I was writing a blog about like the philosophy of design and branding and marketing and things like that. Cause that's the world that I lived in. So I was kind of writing my philosophical musings are around design and branding. And, uh, and, and, and then I kept writing that blog and it kept, um, I I really just found myself more inspired around, around writing again. So I I remember I ended up like, I would, I would compile different blog posts and then start releasing eBooks. And, you know, so like, I was just, you know, kind of taking baby steps towards being an author by blogging and then making eBooks. And then, you know, one thing leads to another. And then before you know it, I'm writing, uh, my first book, which was shit, your ego says, which was published by Hay house. And a lot of that was really inspired by leaving Minnesota to move to New York city. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, all the, first of all, all, the ego that's in New York city, but also just kind of getting thrown out of your comfort zone and having to, you know, jump into a place that's completely unfamiliar and, um, you know, learning the ropes uh, during uh, times of transition and change and, you know, the great unknown. So I've always been writing, I've always been doing art. And it was really not until this past year, 2020, when the pandemic started. Mm -hmm. And that's when I, st- I kind of returned to writing poetry and making memes. And I think the reason that was is because the world turned upside down pretty quickly and pretty severely. Yes. And I found the world to be such a strange place that only communication like poetry or memes could articulate what was happening cuz like you know you could write a lecture you could you could you could you could um write an essay about something and it's kind of like a one-sided thing where you're, where you're kind of giving your opinion and, and, and uh, defending your opinion. And uh, with poetry and with memes, you can really, there's more nuance to just kind of express the absurdity of, the, of existence.
0: Yeah, you without- can express a feeling and an emotion or an experience. Use,
1: yeah, totally. And also just the nuance of life. You know, because that's one thing that happened during the pandemic is like everyone quickly took a side. Like you're either you're either um, you you either turned into a big conspiracy theorist or you turned into a you know someone who was terrified of the virus and was always wearing a mask or whatever it was. And with poetry and memes, I could kind of leave space for it all and kind of making, make fun of the absurdity of it all without taking a side or being too self-righteous about my opinion, because I just got really fed up with everyone's big, strong opinions and everyone thought they knew exactly what was going on. And here I am being like, well, none of us really know. Like it made me realize how, 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 how little understanding we truly have of the nature of reality and reality is far more complex and and like deep and expansive than we can ever imagine, so you know being too opinionated or being too dogmatic about your own beliefs um, to me is just not the way to go, so it really gave me a chance to express you know nuance and feelings and so yeah that 's kind of why I started making memes and uh, and that 's really you know even even though I was already a published author. When I started making memes is when I started, my my popularity online started to really skyrocket because it turns out that people really like memes. They're very relatable. People share them. Mm -hmm. You can kind of just, you know, you can can communicate something with a meme that you can't communicate in in any other way because there's something about the visual component and the written component and combining those together that just creates something that's a new art form.
0: Yeah, it's so interesting how it creates community online and in real life and how you'll be following someone and it's like your own little secret and it's something that brings you joy. And then you'll start noticing friends or acquaintances that you're connected to on social media, repost those same memes. And it creates a stronger bond between the two people because now you have the same sense of humor or the same outlook on an experience. Like, did you think that when you started to create memes that you would be creating community and a way for people to connect I mean it's so interesting
1: yeah not not that wasn't my plan for sure but you're totally right I mean there's even you know I might I might find memes that I find funny and then I'll send I'll send different people different memes depending on what our relationship is it's mm-hmm. like oh I know this person will appreciate this one I know mm-hmm. this person will appreciate this one so it's just a way to kind of make a connection with someone. Um, based on a shared point of view around it, some particular topic.
0: Yeah. And it really brings back the concept of laughter is the best medicine. It's so nice when you can share a good laugh with someone, whether you're in person with them or from a distance, all over someone's creativity and that they've put together into a meme. It's yeah. just a really unique experience. How So how do you create your memes? Do you use Canva? Do you use Photoshop? Like what system are you using to create them uh
1: yeah i mean first of all just to circle back to your last question too and yeah. com- complete that thought um so a lot of memes that you'll see are you know I, there are a lot more spiritual memes now but at first um you know the memes that were going around were were really just more kind of like they weren't deep in terms of the like the 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 idea behind them a lot of memes are just kind of silly mm-hmm. and So I had already had a history of writing um, on spiritual topics, right? Like I've been published through Hay House, which is like a spiritual Mm -hmm. um, publisher. And I was already kind of, you know, I I, I was already familiar with writing on spiritual topics. So it was really like applying a mindset of spirituality to the format of the meme where a meme in the past might've had the same image, but it would have had some like silly caption that was funny, but it wasn't hinting at like a deeper meaning. So really what I tried to do was take that same format of a meme, but then apply some kind of a spiritual insight to it. So that's back to like what creates community. That's kind of, I think what did it was like people already were online sharing memes So when they started seeing memes that were of a spiritual nature, it really clicked for um, at least like people that are in, you know, quote unquote, spiritual communities.
0: Yes. And I think most people at this time now are looking for things that are a little bit deeper and they're, they're trying to better understand their true purpose or what makes them happy or the path that they want to be going on. And so the timing is just so spot on.
1: Yeah. spirit. I mean,
0: very well.
1: Thank you. Yeah. I mean, I guess you're right. Like this spirituality has gone mainstream. I mean, I guess it's already, it's always been mainstream, like to a certain degree. But it seems like I don't meet many people these days that aren't spiritual in some sense. Yeah. Because I think we've kind of gone through a transition where people are, they've kind of broken out of the, you know, dogmatic religions. And then even like if they went through like a, an atheist phase, that, that, that wasn't very fulfilling. And then maybe they, they saw some <laughs> spiritual friends that they had that were more happy. And they're just like, well, what is this person doing that I'm not doing? And it really it really created a pretty big ripple effect where most people have, you know, some kind of um, interest in higher consciousness, which is, which is great.
0: Yeah. Whether they're looking at it that way or they're just looking to improve themselves and their yeah. life. Um, hopefully it just has them thinking outside of their own consciousness or their own being. Um, and again, it's just that ripple effect. I hope that will slowly just start to make the world a better place.
1: So how do I make memes? Uh, there are a few different ways it could go. Um, it, it could go a couple of ways. Like I could either, it either starts with an image or it starts with uh, an idea. Mm -hmm. So I might come across an image that I like. And that just to do that, to be on top of the new meme like format, you just have to spend a lot of time on the internet <laughs> and, yeah. and not just Instagram. Like I think Instagram is usually like the, like the third platform to get memes. Like when I see a meme go viral on Instagram, I've already seen it go, go viral on Twitter.
0: Interesting.
1: For sure. And there's a good chance before it went viral on Twitter, it went viral on Reddit or or something similar to that. Okay. So there's kind of like there's layers of the internet, and like the memes usually start in like these um, less popular places that have more of a niche a niche um, user base. So a lot of the the memes will kind of like start to get spread around on Reddit. I'm not really a Reddit user myself but then they, they usually jump over to Twitter and then I'll see a meme kind of start to spread on Twitter. And then, and then it'll blow up on Instagram. That's, that's usually how I see it go.
0: Okay.
1: So you kind of have to spend a lot of time online to find the right images. Yeah. And then, and then I just like look at an image and I just try to think of what I can add, what, 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 what I can add to the conversation from yeah. my own, from my own perspective, you know, that that's both deep and funny. It's kind of has to be both deep and funny for it to really, for it to really click. And uh, I'll, I might use any, any type of tool. Uh, sometimes I use Photoshop because, again, I have that graphic design training.
0: Yeah, you're so lucky.
1: Which helps a lot because memes don't require a lot of design work, um, but they require some. So, you know, you can make more polished. But when I say polished, the thing with memes is they're usually not very polished design. Like sometimes they are but like sometimes i might intentionally make the text in my meme blurry like on purpose because there's something about the the meme format that it being a little bit a, l- a little bit weird looking is part of the charm sometimes so i might add a little bit of like a a graininess or i might add a, like so i might um pixelate the image a little bit or make the text a little bit blurry because that's just like there's something about the weird internet design that 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 sometimes works better than having something that's overly polished. Mm-hmm. So I'll either use um, Photoshop or just a few apps that I use in my phone as well. Okay. Um, just, and it's really just whatever the best way to add text to an image is for the most part. Mm. Um, but then I might I might also like have an idea first, and I'm like, oh, that's a funny that's a funny idea. I just need to find an image to fit this idea, and then I might go searching for an image. And I've got so many images saved saved on my iPhone yeah, that sure. I, can just, I can just search through my phone. Or like I'm like, oh, okay, this need I need, I need an image that looks surprised to to fit this this um caption that I have. And then you can like just search search online for like. You know, surprised meme or something like that, and then you can f- try to find the right image to match the text. So sometimes the image comes first, sometimes the text comes first, and then there's a bunch of apps or even Photoshop that I'll use to, to put it together. But just you know, as little design as possible because it just it just it should just be simple. Like one one of my favorite ways to make a meme is just to like write a couple sentences in my notes app and mm-hmm. then just take and then just take a screenshot.
0: Oh yes. Yes.
1: You know, just like sometimes, sometimes just like the simplest way to express an idea is the best. You can't get too fancy.
0: I gotcha. So if there's anyone's listening, that is an inspired meme artist, what apps on your phone would you recommend?
1: So my favorite is called a uh, letter glow. And it's really simple. It's just, what's good about it is there's layers. It's similar to Photoshop where there's layers. Mm-hmm. So you can like add an image and then just add text on top of it and move the text around. So it's, it's very simple, but that's probably the one that I use the most is called Letter Glow.
0: Okay, thank you. Mm-hmm. For us here that, you know, don't have good Photoshop skills, sometimes Canva is a challenge for me. So I will check that out.
1: I've used Canva to make uh, I've used Canva before, not for memes, but that's, Canva's a good one too.
0: Yeah. So what came first? Your, Hey, your first book that you published with Hay House, um, or your Instagram account, Words Are Vibrations?
1: The book came way, 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 way earlier.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. And what, what made you create an Instagram account called words are vibrations versus just your name as an author?
1: So my Instagram evolved from just my name when I first got an Instagram account years ago, a decade ago. And, um, when I started working on shit, your ego says, and, uh, you know, right around the time I had a book deal and I was like really focusing on that book and that concept, Mm -hmm. I changed my Instagram name to shit. Your ego says. So for, uh, for years, like five years, almost, Mm -hmm. um, my Instagram name was shit. Your ego says, and you can go back on my account and like, you can still see it. Like I wasn't making memes, but I was making like little pieces of writing and little illustrations and, you you could see the the seeds. Uh, they weren't memes quite yet, but you could see the, you know, where they where it was going. Mm-hmm. And so I had that for a long time. And then then the book came out, and uh, it was again. It was during it was last year during the pandemic when I changed it. And really? I ch-
0: it not soon? It was not that long yeah.
1: ago. Yeah, I changed it last year. Last, uh, yeah, in the, in the early months of the pandemic, and that's because. Shit your ego says just felt constricting. Like, I mean, just first of all, just back to the idea of words are vibrations. Well, in in that handle, I've got the word shit and I've got the word ego right there. Exactly. So you're kind yeah. of like, it's kind of like setting a, uh, it's kind of setting a negative tone. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to only share things that my ego said. I think, like when I wrote that book, I was I was probably struggling a lot more with my ego. Mm-hmm. So I was right. I was writing content to, just to help myself and others deal with the ego, right? Yeah. And um. And the struggle I don't,
0: of what was in your head. The that struggle of
1: what was in covered. your head, exactly, and. At that point, I had kind of evolved past that particular struggle in my own life, you know, in a way where that was not my main focus anymore. Like the, my ego was not, was no longer a big problem that I was trying to solve. Yeah. So I, I felt, I just felt like I, I outgrew, I outgrew, yeah, the, I outgrew the name.
0: Which is fantastic.
1: And I changed it really randomly. I didn't give it much thought. I think I was just, the name the name just popped into my head Words it's our vibrations and I just changed it. And like, it was in hindsight, it was such a good decision because like that, 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 that name has become so popular and people really love it. Mm-hmm. And I'm not even kidding that like zero thought went into it. And, and that's like the more I've written and become been in like a creative letting my subconscious mind lead is so important like as opposed to the shit your ego says where you're like you're it's it's your you know alert problem solving mind which is good for certain things but when it comes to creativity and intuition it's really the subconscious that will point you in the right direction
0: yeah if you're willing to listen and trust it absolutely
1: right. yep so i changed it without any thought about it and um I'm really just grateful that that download came to me because it turned out to be definitely the right decision.
0: Yeah, it can carry you in so many different directions as you continue to evolve and, you know, find new things that inspire you. It's it's they're beautiful words. Um, And do you feel like your career has evolved in a more positive way and connected you to more people by just changing that handle towards our vibrations because it's so beautiful and lovely and seems like it can go in 50 million directions.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's not just the name. It's definitely, the, you know, the content changed quite a bit too, but yeah. you sometimes you need that name even to inspire the direction of your content. You know what I mean? Like I, when I, when I worked in advertising after I was a graphic designer, I was a, a brand strategist and I would actually help companies come up with names either for their brands, for their products. I would, I would, I would, I would, I would would help name companies. And um, so I I definitely know the importance of the right, the right brand name and having the right name will help inspire the right content. So the name isn't everything you need to have the content that backs it up, but the name will really frame the content in a, in a certain way. So
0: yeah, it's um, just like a food product. The name and packaging can draw you to it, but at the end of the day, it has to execute as in the quality, the taste.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You need, you need to be catchy enough to get someone's attention, but once you have their attention, you need to deliver on <laughs> the goods, yeah, right?
0: Absolutely. Hi, I'm Chef Whitney Arona. As a personal chef, I created custom organic spices for my clients. These blends are of the highest quality with no added sugar, MSG, taking agents or any junk. I want you to have the same access to good quality seasonings, which is why I've launched my line of organic spice blends. High Vibration Foods by Starseed Kitchen is my collection of chef crafted organic spice blends made with only good for you ingredients. I use organic source spices, ancient mineral rich Redmond real salt, prepare the blends listening to Kundalini mantra music, then charge the jars with the quartz Giza crystals for a true high vibration experience. You can now purchase my most requested blend, 11 magic herbs and spices on starseedkitchen.com. Use code starseed for 10% off your purchase. Can't wait for you to enjoy Tell me a little bit about your new book, how to laugh in ironic amusement during your existential crisis, which again, you seem to be really good with timing. So you're really doing a good job of listening to your higher self. Like that's such a beautiful title as we're coming into 2022. And I think more people than ever before are really working on themselves, whether physically, emotionally, or spiritually. Um, So tell me a little bit about your book.
1: Yeah and uh it goes back to I was actually working on a follow up to shit your ego says which was it's kind of a book about optimizing your career with mindfulness and I was working on that when the pandemic happened and the world was turned upside down right and you know a lot of people didn't even have jobs anymore or have businesses anymore and it just seemed like writing a book about how to be more mindful in your career. It just didn't seem to be the message that the world needed anymore because people were dealing with much bigger problems and the world was, you know, had gone insane overnight. And again, that's when the poetry and the memes started coming through. And I really just wanted to write poetry and make memes that captured the world that we were living in and the world that we're still living in. Mm -hmm. And if you look at the art that's coming out this year, whether it's a new TV show, a new movie, a book, uh, an album, I don't see a lot of artists trying to address head on the world that we're living in.
0: That's what I've noticed too, especially with movies and TV shows. Yeah. We're all showing a world that we lived in, in 2019. Yeah. None of them are showing the current experience.
1: Yeah. And it's, I think it's it's hard for people to wrap their heads around because of what, again, what angle do you take? Like, is this, uh, is this, uh, uh, you better wear a mask, kind of movie, or is it a, a movie about conspiracy theories? You know, it's like what 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 angle do you take? It's hard, it's hard for people to make sense of.
0: Well, I guess it depends what state you're filming in. So
1: good
0: that, <laughs> we're good to go.
1: <laughs> if yeah, we're fair in enough.
0: City, it's going to look a little different.
1: <laughs> fair enough, but but I think poetry and memes were the perfect vehicle because, you know you're not trying to take a side or make a point you're trying to express the feeling of being alive in this time yes so that was that that enabled me to 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 capture the moment um which was really what i tried to do and um and it was really fun you know back to my interest in um, art and design because the book is very visual mm-hmm. so it really it really gave me a chance to create a fully immersive book that was filled with some of it is very very deep spiritual poetry, but at the same time, it's very light and, f- and funny and humorous. So I was really trying to, to make something that was hopeful and humorous, but also at times very serious and also in, you know deals with the trauma of the world that we live in um, and do it all in a way that would also you know um, help you crack a smile and you know, pull some delight um, into your day. Um, so it, 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 it's kind of a lot of things and it, it was, I was kind of really just trying to capture, uh, what, it, how it felt to live in, in 2020 and, and 2021.
0: I mean, I think you nailed it with the symbology that you chose. So like with your graphic designing background that you chose and created a smiley face that's upside down, I think you kind of nailed it head on because even i think on everyone's best days you still go out into the world and suddenly there'll be something thrown in your face that reminds you that everything's still a little upside down. So i thought that was really nicely done.
1: Yeah, the upside down smile could definitely be the the symbol of our times, right? It's like even if you're even if you're happy and staying positive, uh, everything's, it's still a little bit upside down and we're, and we're just trying to kind of smile through the storm.
0: I know. Absolutely. Well, you know, hopefully it'll, well, whatever it is, it's what we signed up for and it's just all an experience. And, uh, you know, I'm grateful for people like you reminding us to not take it all too seriously.
1: Yeah. You know, I I never found, I never, I never thought I would, uh, find myself in the role of, you know, court jester, but I, I kind of have an, a bit and I, and I guess in a way I was I was kind of the class clown as a kid, but I do f- find myself trying to just trying to take, you know, um, take the seriousness out of everything that we're dealing with and how, how can I, you know, just add some lightness make fun of it. Mm-hmm. just to help. I think, um, I mean, I'm certainly not a comedian, but I love the role that comedians have in our society. They kind of are, it's like a pressure valve that, that releases pressure oh, well, when you can, sorry. when you can laugh at something, it just, even if it doesn't take away the pain, but it, it helps us live with the pain in a way that's just a, a better relationship. So I, I, I love comedians and, and, um, you know, I guess memes can be a form of comedy. Um, And yeah, just to be able to just crack a joke during an existential crisis, I think is, uh, um, I'm happy to give that gift to, (laughs) to people.
0: So since you focus on creating memes and sharing quotes and poetry that is in this more spiritual galactic space, um, what is your spiritual practice like, or like, what is really interesting you right now in the spiritual community? Like, what are you diving in and learning about that supporting the work that you're doing right now?
1: Yeah. So, you know, like, like lots of people um, I grew up in, uh, in the Christian tradition and I don't I don't follow that uh, particular belief system um, anymore. But I will say that it it did give me a strong understanding of just the concept of God uh, from a young age, where I always felt like I had a personal relationship with God, whatever whatever he, she, or it is. Right. So I, I don't have that same understanding of 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 God that like is traditionally understood in um, Christianity but it did connect me to the belief of a higher power. So I've always had that. And then as I got older, I, I, I gravitated towards more of the Eastern traditions around spirituality, um, particularly Buddhism mm-hmm. and, uh, and Taoism. Uh, the book, The Tao Te Ching, has been a great guide for me in my life. Um, probably because as, as a writer and as a poet, it, it's the most poetic kind of uh, depiction of spirituality that, I, that I've ever read. It's very beautifully written, and you can read it a million times and always find something new. So um, Buddhism, Taoism, I studied uh, Kundalini Yoga and meditation, which, which, which was a big help, and, and that kind of came out of the, um, the Sikh tradition uh, in India. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of crossover to, um, Hinduism in, in kind of in that area, uh, in, in, you know, in studying yoga as well. So I learned a lot about meditation and, and yoga, which are things I still practice. So that's kind of, uh, my foundation. You asked, uh, what I'm excited about now. Mm-hmm. I think the idea of aliens is a pretty funny, uh, topic mm-hmm. to explore and think about and i guess you know people talk about you know certain traditions talk about angels certain traditions talk about aliens and you know i can't help wonder if if these are related if not the same thing mm-hmm. you know i think we 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 have a certain concept of what an alien is which is like a little green man you know in a spaceship but you know, I don't think that's necessarily the case. I think it's just a different way of, you know, when I when I when I when I when I um, when I engage with creativity, like I said, a lot of it is driven by my subconscious, mm-hmm. and things pop into my head. Now, things pop into our heads all the time, and it we don't really we kind of take it for granted, and we don't really think a lot about where these ideas are actually coming from mm-hmm. when, you th- when, when you think about it it's, it's a little bit strange for an idea to pop into your head out of nowhere it's like, well, where did that come from so when i'm when I'm writing when i 'm you know creating I, I I do feel to a degree that i 'm quote unquote channeling something. Now, what, what, a, what am I channeling and where is it coming from? Well, that's anyone's guess. There's different theories about that. You know, Some people believe in spirit guides. Some, mm-hmm. people believe, some, people, some people believe in the higher self. Some people believe in God. Some people say that you know, they're, they're channeling so-and-so alien from the Pleiadians, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I tend to think that these are all just metaphors and interpretations of the same unknowable truth. So you can call it an alien, you can call it a, an ancestor, you could call it a spirit guide, but I think it all comes down to our own intuition. And then you can kind of build a story around whatever that is. But I do, I do like to believe that, you know, human beings are not the most advanced species in the universe. I think that would be pretty silly. And I do like to believe that there are, you know, people, people always say that there are, um, You know, bad people controlling the earth and like pulling the strings from behind the scenes. And I think that's certainly true to a degree. But I like to believe that there are also benevolent beings of some sort who are also working behind the scenes for our behalf. So I think that, you know, you you can call them angels and demons. You could call them good, good aliens and bad aliens, but I, I, I definitely think that we are not alone in the universe and there are, you know, um, I don't even call them extraterrestrial because that kind of assumes like they're on a different planet. I tend to think that when, when, when we talk about aliens, quote unquote, I tend to believe that they're more interdimensional than they are Mm -hmm. extraterrestrial, so i do believe that there are interdimensional influences that are affecting um the state of things here on earth you know the as crazy as the world is now uh, and i'm not the first person to to suggest this but i think it's uh it's 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 a ripple effect from a you know a bit of a galactic war that's Taking place um, on God knows what dimension mm-hmm. uh, of reality, and uh, and and we're kind of caught up in it. So um, that's kind of what I've been, you know, thinking about a lot lately. And yeah, and, and that's one thing that, that that does give me hope because I I, I do think that we are not um, entirely alone in the universe, and I think that we have some, you know, the. The light outweighs the dark on the grand universal scale, and uh, I, I and I, I and that definitely um, gives me hope about you know the state of the world today.
0: yeah, there's light and dark everywhere, and it's always trying to find balance just as we are always trying to find balance and you know there's lots of theories about what dimension we are all experiencing right now um or what we're moving into um so. I I definitely understand your different perspectives. I've, I've been there and, and down those rabbit holes and, you know, it's something that you can explore your whole life. You know, who knows if we will ever know while we're here in these physical bodies, but, um, but it's definitely fun to explore and then find people that you feel comfortable with to have these conversations about, because it's just the greater conversation and concept of, of who we are and why we're here. I'm um, just taken to another level.
1: Totally. I think I just think it's so important to keep an open mind.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And not
1: to be too dogmatic about your beliefs because you know really we there's so much we don't know. You know, there's so much when you look at the the the, the spectrum of electromagnetic light, the the portion that's visible is a very very small amount. Mm-hmm. And 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 just like the same with sound, like there are sounds that are the, the pitch is far too high for us to hear or far too low for us to hear. Like the five senses attune us to a very narrow, specific reality. And
0: those of those five senses are really true. Right. We have so many more senses right. that we haven't named and that we aren't even picking up that are that we're actually processing and using every day.
1: Totally. And anyone who's ever done psychedelics can tell you that, you know, it's, it's a little bit strange that one little, one little cup of ayahuasca or one little mushroom can completely alter your perception of reality. Um, And, 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 and those five cents, that, that, that five sense perception unravels quite quickly under the right conditions. Right. So, it, it, you know, it, 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 for me, it's just a bad bet to put, put, put all of my intellectual money on the idea that, you know, what we see is all there is. Yeah. I think that's a, a bit of a naive um, belief system that doesn't mean I in any way, shape or form claim to know what, what else there is out there. But I just think it's, and, and, and if you believe too strongly in something like that, you're probably wrong in my, in my, in my, in in, in my estimation, but it's just the the first step is just admitting what we don't know and admitting that the world and the universe is so much more vast than we can even imagine. Mm -hmm. And just holding space for that, because if we don't, if we don't hold space for that and hold um, hold that possibility in our imagination, we'll never get to a chance of exploring it and figuring it out because we need to believe it and hold and like, You need to to admit what you don't know in order to learn more.
0: Absolutely. And the only way you can learn more is if you're able to have a conversation with someone without like standing in your judgment and your belief system and hearing out what they've learned along the way versus what you've learned along the way and how that can create a bigger picture.
1: Yeah, 100%.
0: Yeah, it's very, we're, well, we're really lucky that I feel like we're moving into that space where you can have conversations like this and you can have a podcast called Homesick Alien Club and people can understand what that really means and, you know, realize that they found, you know, another brother or sister that is having, you know, a very similar experience and just wants to learn more and wants to figure out why they can't just find anything that feels like home here on this planet.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I I think people are more and more feeling a little bit not at home in. It's not even on on the earth, but it's in the artificial society that we've created. You know, the the earth is 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 a, is a great place to be, but being stuck in a society that doesn't value you know humanity, um, empathy, compassion, you know, yeah. that th- that's where it's hard. Well, you have a
0: great meme that says, you know, like it represents a person who's looking to like move off the grid and live in the forest. But at the same time, they're checking Instagram for the 5,000th time today. No. (laughs) Yes. Representation of how so many people feel. They're looking for home. They want to break away from the, um, the strict confines of modern society. But, you know. They're still looking to use social media to find people to connect with.
1: That's that would be the ideal, right? Living in a <laughs> in a jungle commune, but still having great Wi-Fi.
0: You know, but you're able to turn it off at night so it doesn't affect your sleep.
1: Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> yeah,
0: absolutely. You know, it's it's all in balance. And, you know, you're we're constantly attuning to what that balance is for us. Yes. Uh so if you you know if you were to to leave our listeners with a little healthy tip or um, something that they can consider in adding to their life that can improve their well-being what do you think that would be
1: so you know we, we we've been talking a lot about kind of far out concepts mm-hmm. and even um Um, I think that there's a, there's a, there's a tendency to, in the spiritual kind of world right now to want to transcend the matrix and escape, um, you know, try to ascend into 5d and Mm -hmm. transcend the matrix and and whatnot. And it's trying to kind of like, um elevate and it's all, it's all that kind of top chakra kind of stuff and i think that I, I wrote something recently that that was along the lines of you know the highest calling requires the deepest grounding mm. so while people are going through um, these these changes and you know evolving as 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 people and as souls I think it's really important to stay grounded and to stay connected to the bo- to the body, and um, so just doing things that bring you back to your body, whether that's ecstatic dance or breath work or, you know, meditation. But Um, not getting too lost in the clouds, but actually being more, you know, rooted in the body, I think is uh, really important for spiritual development.
0: I agree. I mean, you're here now. So why not be present? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I I agree. I find it harder and harder to hang out with friends who are really looking to escape this reality and this life, and kind of just want to leave and let it all be over. Um, I'm looking for people that just want to be here now and, and enjoy life the most that they can each and every day and just figure out the way to have the best time ever, despite um, all the rules and restrictions we, we may see or not see. Um, you know, I am here now, so let me be in this body and have a fricking blast.
1: Yeah. And the the human body is a blessing, right? Like they say that, you know, there's, there's spirits that are just dying to get into a human body because we can do so (laughs) we, we can do so much. Yeah. We have, we have posable thumbs, you know, um,
0: some people do, some people actually don't. Is that right? So in my family, um, there is a, there's a, an issue in my family that sometimes the women are born without a bone. And so the thumb stays up like a, like a fifth finger Wow! and they think it comes from Spain, but they aren't sure. Um, and the women pass it down through women. So the sons can't get it. Only the women can get it. And you don't get a traditional thumb. You have a thumb that's stuck up like this.
1: I had no idea. <laughs>
0: I, I know
1: you're not. I'm sorry that. to hear that, but I <laughs> mean, conversation
0: even conversation to go this way. Even
1: even five fingers. I mean, that's still pretty. That's that's more than a ghost can do, right? Like yes, yes. There's still too. a lot a lot we can manifest into the physical world through our bodies, and I think that's um, that's pretty special.
0: It did affect the way my grandmother held her glass of wine or a cup of coffee. But she survived.
1: I suppose she could never be a professional basketball player because of that, though, unfortunately.
0: No, no. She, just, she chose to be a scientist over a professional athlete.
1: Well, not a bad decision.
0: But it did very much help my aunt um, be a swimmer and be on the Junior Olympic swim team. Because you can imagine, if your hands are like this...
1: It's like having a web or something.
0: You, you can move that feet. water a little faster.
1: <laughs> See, it, it can be every, every, uh, you know, everything is a blessing when you, when you find the right perspective.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. You, we, nobody expected that turn today. So, you know, there's lots of interesting genetic defects out there that we get to celebrate.
1: Fair enough. Yeah, I, I, I agree.
0: Well, James, where can people learn more about you and your books? Can you tell us the best places for people to find you?
1: Yeah, for the most part, Instagram. Just go to words are vibrations, one word, and uh, go to the link in my bio, and you can order my merch, buy my book, uh, find my podcast, all that good stuff.
0: Okay, perfect. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today. I really appreciate it.
1: Thanks, Whitney. This was really fun. Thank
0: you for joining us for this episode of the Starseed Kitchen Podcast. For more Starseed Kitchen, visit our website at starseedkitchen.com and follow us on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook. Be sure to pick up a jar of my High Vibration Foods organic spices, which you can purchase on starseedkitchen.com. And you can find me and follow along on my cooking adventures on all your
1: favorite social media channels at Whitney Aronoff.